Tonight, the Nashville Predators welcome the Edmonton Oilers to Bridgestone Arena, and there is one player who will be getting a very special welcome back, former Predator Matthias Ekholm. On today's Locked On Predators, we'll discuss how that shocking trade deadline deal looks today. We're also going to address the latest trade rumors involving the Nashville Predators and preview tonight's game against Matthias and McDavid. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Predators podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, have to start out this episode with a very special shout out to our Locked On Predheads, our loyal listeners who tune in every day to talk about Predators hockey with us. We appreciate you guys, we appreciate your support, and we love that we get to spend a little bit of your day with you. I am Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at the Hockey News, and I'm usually joined by partner in crime, Nick Morgan. Nick's going to be back a little bit later in the week. It is game day, everyone, and it is not just any game day. Tonight's game against the Edmonton Oilers marks the return of Matthias Ekholm. And we're going to talk about the trade that sent Ekholm to Edmonton and brought Tyson Berry to Nashville. There's a lot we want to talk about. But before we dive into that, First, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So, a lot of Predators fans, including me, have had tonight circled on their calendar since the schedule came out because it is the return of beloved defenseman Matthias Ekholm back home to Bridgestone Arena. Look, friends, you know, it's always kind of a big deal when a former player returns to the fold. But this, oh, this is a big one because Matthias Ekholm, such a foundational player to the Predators' success over the last many seasons and really beloved by the fan base too. So it's going to be a big night tonight at Bridgestone Arena. But before we talk about Matthias Ekholm in the trade and tonight's game, we do need to address the recent rumor mill swirling about another trade that has Nashville Predators uh, whispered about. Reports uh, have come in uh, yesterday. Elliot Friedman and David Pagnetta uh, talked about the Vancouver Canucks and winger Connor Garland. So apparently at the end of last week, the Canucks gave Connor Garland's agent permission to talk to some other teams about a potential deal. Vancouver is reportedly looking to clear some cap space up, and they're interested in getting a defenseman back in some sort of a deal. Rumored to be having a conversations with Vancouver about Connor Garland, Columbus Blue Jackets, the Winnipeg Jets, Washington Capitals, possibly Carolina and Chicago could have had a conversation with them and friends enter the Nashville Predators stage left with almost $8 million in cap space and defenseman Dante Fabro. 
<laughs> so the rumors are swirling. Are the Nashville Predators interested in doing a deal with the Vancouver Canucks for Connor Garland? I've got my feelings on this. I don't know that the timing seems really great for the Predators to make this move. There are some things that are positive about this move uh, for the Nashville Predators that make it uh, a, something worth having a conversation about. Um, of course, the Predators do have the cap space. It is rumored that Vancouver is willing to retain salary. Um, and I believe Connor Garland has a $4.95 million AAV for the next three seasons. So if Vancouver retains some cap space, all the better for the Predators who have the cap space. Um, but they want a defenseman in return. And when you hear defensemen in trade, automatically you think of perennial trade rumor person Dante Fabro. Bless his heart. I hope Dante Fabro never reads social media or any articles because he probably has whiplash from all of the times that he is mentioned as a potential trade piece for the Predators. Not saying that it's not valid, but oh my goodness, all the time. Couple reasons why I don't feel like this is a great move for the Nashville Predators right now, especially trading Dante Fabro. First of all, Luke Shen is out. He did not practice yesterday, so you are down that defenseman. Currently, Dante Fabro has uh, been bumped up, and he's skating with Roman Yossi. And this is something that we know. There is a history of quality pairing there from seasons past. So maybe this is an opportunity to get that back with Dante Fabro. Of course, people also mentioned Tyson Berry as a potential trade piece. Um in a deal. Here's what I would say about that. You are going to get so much more for Tyson Berry if you want to trade him. You're going to get so much more at the trade deadline for Tyson Berry than what you're going to get in a deal for Connor Garland. Because if you are a team headed into the playoffs and you need to shore up your blue line, Tyson Berry is a guy you're going to want on your team and the Predators could cash in on that. And here's the other thing. Tyson Berry is so useful to the Nashville Predators right now. I'm not a big fan of trading him even at the trade deadline, but now just doesn't seem like a good time to make a move with Tyson Berry. I feel like you would leave things on the table. Do the Predators really want to bring in and invest in another winger? If you think about it, Dennis Garyanov signed in the offseason. He's starting out in Milwaukee, did have a goal in the first game, but the Predators made the decision to move him to Milwaukee and they're giving ice time to the younger players, giving them a little bit more experience. Would they want to bring in a winger like Connor Garland? Um, to take the place of one of the younger players. I don't know. Currently Garland is playing under 10 minutes a game in the first two games for Vancouver. He does have a goal. We do know that players can always find a new groove in a new place, but I really feel like the Predators kind of committed to giving opportunities to young players when they made the decision for Gary to start the season in Milwaukee. So, I don't know what is going to happen. Of course, we will continue to follow this discussion. Um, I'm not sure that the Predators would be ready to move Fabro or Barry and invest in like Stasny or Del Gaizo right now. We're going to have to wait and see what kind of happens with this, what comes of this, how serious these conversations were. Of course, we'll keep our eye on it here at Locked on Predators. 
Coming up, we are going to talk about a trade that actually did happen. Yes, friends, it was not a nightmare. The Nashville Predators actually did trade Matias Ekholm in February. We're going to take a look at that Matias Ekholm deal and how did it work out for the Nashville Predators eight months out? And how did it work out for the Edmonton Oilers so far? We're also going to preview tonight's matchup between the Oilers and the Predators. We're going to do all that coming up here in just a minute. This episode is brought to you by our great friends at Game Time. Have you ever found yourself with a free evening and you decide you want to grab a last minute ticket to see the Predators play, but you weren't sure if you were going to get a good deal or if you were buying a seat with a terrible view of the ice? Friends, you need to check out Game Time. The Game Time app has last minute tickets and flash deals on all the sporting events, concerts, and shows you want to see. Game Time is the only app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Game Time's all in prices show you your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal with no surprise hidden fees. Plus, you can buy your tickets in two clicks. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Term supply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This episode is also brought to you by AG1. AG1 is the foundational nutritional supplement that comes with 75 high quality ingredients and this is a product I use every day. Look, I knew I needed to do a better job of taking vitamins and supplements and probiotics, but I hated the work that went into buying all the different pills and sorting them out and taking them every day. With AG1, I found a single solution to cover all of my nutritional bases in one easy drink. Here's what I do. I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is drink my AG1. It's just one scoop of powder in a glass of water every morning. And here's what's important. It actually tastes great. It is not hard at all to take AG1 first thing in the morning. Here's the benefit. After just a few days, I noticed a change in things like my energy, my focus, my gut health. I didn't find myself kind of falling into that mid-afternoon nap. It also helps to support your immune system, which friends at this time of year is such an important thing to do. AG1 is a micro habit that gives you macro benefits and it costs less than $3 a day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and receive a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network to check it out. February 28th, 2023, that was the day, my friends, that the Nashville Predators traded Matias Ekholm. That is the day where you really knew that things were taking a hard pivot for the franchise um, because there had been offers and rumors of offers for Matias Ekholm in previous seasons, but Poyle did not take those. 
last year at the trade deadline, there were a couple moves made before Ekholm that made you think, okay, things are a little bit different. But Ekholm was the defining trade of this trade deadline. Of course, Nino Niederreiter was traded to Winnipeg. Um, and you get that. We're not going to, you know, we're not in it to win it. So we're going to trade him for a 2024 second round pick. Then there was the fat, juicy Tanner Geno Hall. And even that one you could chalk up to, hey, we're going to get a lot for a depth piece that, you know, still had some future potential, but look at the haul we get back. You could kind of say, okay, the Nashville Predators are, are going to do kind of a soft, a soft relaunch of the team. And then February 28th rolled along. And when this Matthias Ekholm trade was announced, you knew that there was a cosmic shift in the direction of this franchise when they traded Matthias Ekholm. So apparently the original ask for Ekholm was two first round picks in the draft, but instead the Predators got Reed Schaefer, a first round pick in the 2023 draft and Tyson Berry. So Let's take a look at Ekholm's career and also a closer look at how has this trade looked over the last eight months. Of course, uh, Matthias Ekholm was a draft pick for the Predators in 2009. He was a fourth round pick, 102nd overall. Interesting, in his draft class, another killer defenseman for the Nashville Predators for a long time, Ryan Ellis. Craig Smith, also 2009 drafty, kind of fun. Uh, Ekholm played 12 seasons with the Nashville Predators. Um, his first kind of full season, full 82 game season, he played 80 games, was in 2014-2015. Coincidentally or not, that was the season that kicked off Nashville's long stretch of postseason appearances that was broken in 2022-23 after Ekholm was traded at the deadline. Is that a coincidence, my friends, or is that Matthias Ekholm magic? Uh, Ekholm's best point season for the Predators was in 2018-2019, where he had 44 points. Um, his best goals, he had 10 goals in 2017-2018. Friends, when you look up the term reliable defenseman in the dictionary, you will see a picture of a redheaded Swede with a flawless beard, because that is exactly who Matthias Ekholm was. One of the things that I think gets so overlooked about that 2017 Stanley Cup run was how fundamental, how critical Matthias Ekholm and P.K. Subin's defensive pairing was for the Nashville Predators in that Stanley Cup run. I think so um, underestimated their contributions to the getting the team to the Stanley Cup finals and, and competing in those finals. So let's take a look at this trade. How do how do we look at this trade eight months later down the road? You know, hindsight is 2020. We're not super far out yet. But what what can we say about this Ekholm trade at this point? Well, in the words of Boys to Men, it is so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. He was a beloved player. Let's set the emotional aside and let's look at the hockey side, the head side of this. So the Predators in the deal got Tyson Berry, also 32 years old, so didn't trade for a younger player. But God bless Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry walked into a hot mess in the sense that the Nashville Predators were 
clearly doing something uh, huge with the franchise. This was a hard pivot. And he came into a locker room that was shaken up by losing so many players and somebody like Matias Ekholm. And he was one of the last healthy veteran players standing in that locker room. And he ended up down the stretch of the season, really embracing a leadership role that was thrust upon him by circumstance. And Barry Trotz, and um, David Poyle both commented on how important Tyson Berry was in the locker room for these young players down the stretch where this team remained competitive until the last week of the season. So shout out to Tyson Berry for walking in and really embracing and, and stepping into a tough situation and making the best of it and really stepping up. Tyson Berry probably is thought of as a more offensively minded defenseman than Matthias Ekholm. Although I, I want to be clear and say that I think that perception is probably more about the role that Matthias Ekholm played than Matthias Ekholm's offensive ability. When you had Matthias Ekholm here, he, like I said, played a lot of time with P.K. Subban, who sort of took over that offensive role on that pairing. And Ekholm played more of a you know, a stay at home defensive role, but I don't think that that is reflective of his offensive ability. Now with Tyson Berry, he tends to play with more offensive side. Of course, one of the things that we've seen from him is that he is big on the power play. He can quarterback the power play. And what is interesting to see with the Predators power play right now is that Barry, if he quarterbacks that it frees up Roman Yossi to play a different role, to move differently on the power play. So that's something that we want to keep an eye on because it could produce a windfall for the Predators if they can get this power play going. So he brings a little bit of a different element. I'm not sure that it's necessarily a, a totally different skill set, but he brings a more offensive element to the Nashville Predators. Also in that deal, the Nashville Predators received prospect Reed Schaefer. This is a player that we talked about when it came to rookie and training camp. He was a 2022 first round pick for the Edmonton Oilers. This is six feet, four inches, 218 pounds of power forward coming at you. Um, Reed Schaefer plays in the WHL with the Seattle Thunderbirds, uh, coincidentally with Luke Prokop, who we love and adore. He has a ton of postseason experience with the Thunderbirds. Last season, regular season, postseason combined, he played 74 games, 36 goals, 80 points. He is in Milwaukee this season. So that's a player to keep an eye on if you are watching Milwaukee Admirals hockey, which I encourage you to do. So fun. But I really like the potential with Reed Schaefer. I think that this is a, a player who could really develop into a very specific role for the Nashville Predators um, and, and really contribute something down the line on the team that maybe they don't have a ton of right now. The other thing that the Predators received in this trade was a 2023 first round pick from the Edmonton Oilers. And what did they do with that pick, my friends, but select Tanner Mullendyke. Barry Trotz had said before the trade deadline, I can fill, you know, bottom six roles. I can go out and get a guy. Go out and find me somebody special. Find me a diamond in the rough that we can develop into something special. And friends, I really think that they may have done that with Tanner Mullendyke. He's currently playing for the Saskatoon Blades. Um, 
so much talent in this young defenseman. The thing that people are going to talk about, first of all, with Tanner Mullendike is his skating. And we heard that leading up to the draft. We heard that after the draft. But I will tell you that sitting in rookie camp and watching him go through skating drills with the other rookies, absolutely mesmerizing. I mean, it is effortless and just exceptional. I don't know any other word to say, except it was mesmerizing to watch him skate, but he is also a very strong player. He's a very smart player and friends. He is a heck of a lot of fun to watch. So the Matthias Ekholm trade gave Nashville one solid right now piece in Tyson Berry and two great, maybe soon pieces in Reed Schaefer and Tanner Mullendike. This was also not a bad deal for Edmonton. Ekholm paired with Evan Bouchard, and Evan Bouchard's game took off. Is that a coincidence, friends? I do not think so. So that's how that shocking February deal kind of looks for the Nashville Predators right now in October. But how is a very different looking Nashville Predators team going to stack up tonight against the Edmonton Oilers? We're going to talk about keys to the game coming up here in just a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Snap into action in this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Look, the app is so so very easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, including things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I know the Titans are on a bye this week, but you can bet on Thursday nights, Jaguars, Saints games. Or if you want to have a little fun, you can bet on whether Travis Kelsey and Keenan Allen can combine for 15 or more receptions this week. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel the official partner of the NFL. Tonight, the Nashville Predators have yet again another challenging opponent. Friends, October is a bit merciless. But not only do we have the emotional return of Matthias Ekholm, but he is bringing along his friends, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Of course, Leon Dreisaitl has really had Nashville's number over the last couple of seasons. He's been the Edmonton player that has made Nashville pay. Not to overlook Connor McDavid, but really it is pointless to debate which one is worse. It's like debating would I rather be eaten by an alligator or a grizzly bear. Friends, it's just death. So you've got these two amazing players coming in. You've got Ryan Nugent Hopkins. There is so much to like about Edmonton's team. They are coming in 0-2, which means they are probably coming in a little bit ticked and a little bit annoyed and a whole lot ready to prove something. So this is a dangerous team coming in tonight. What do the Nashville Predators need to do to hang in this game? Well, let's break that down. First of all, and I know this is going to shock absolutely nobody, Nashville Predators have got to stay out of the penalty box. You absolutely positively cannot take penalties tonight period, um, especially players like Colton Sissons or heaven forbid Ryan McDonough, because 
if the Predators commit a penalty, you need your best penalty killers on the ice. The Edmonton Oilers had the most lethal power play last season, and they very well could have that again. So far, they have three power play goals in their two games. Predators will need to be disciplined defensively instead of committing penalties. There is uh, a wonderful old show called The West Wing, one of my very favorite television shows ever about uh, President of the United States. His name was Jed Bartlett. And when they were talking about how to get President Bartlett reelected, their slogan was, let Bartlett be Bartlett. And friends, that is my advice to the Nashville Predators when it comes to defensive plays. Let sorrows be sorrows. Don't commit a penalty to interrupt a, uh, to interrupt a play where UC Soros may be able to make that save because UC Soros is going to probably be better making the save five on five than when you put him uh, facing that really frightening um, Oilers power play. So stay out of the box, Nashville Predators. Ain't no snacks there. Second thing I think is going to be important for the Nashville Predators to stay in this game is they need to put some pressure on the Oilers goaltender. Uh, the Predators have outshot their opponents in their first three games. We talked about that on yesterday's show. It's a big challenge against Edmonton, who tends to put a lot of shots on net. But if the Nashville Predators can pressure the goaltender it could really pay off tonight. Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell both have had struggles in the first two games of Edmonton's season. Both of them sit with a save percentage of 750. Skinner has 5.33 goals against average. Campbell has an 8.73 goals against average. Now, friends, those stats are not going to stay there. That's not where they're going to finish the season. They are going to be like Stella and find their groove and get it back. But whichever goaltender gets the start tomorrow night is going to come in and they're going to want to prove that those first two games were a fluke. Nashville has got to put the puck on net. They have got to pressure these goaltenders, shoot the puck, get some guys in front to take out their vision, their line of sight, put the puck on net, pressure these goaltenders. As a part of that, the Predators need to capitalize on the power play. The power play is a whole thing. I know it's a whole thing. Um, and it could be the biggest challenge for the Nashville Predators. There's a lot of potential on the Predators' power play. They're just not finishing. Um, so when you're facing goaltenders who are giving up some big chances, this is an opportunity to get some points on the board and get momentum for the power play. So put bodies like Ryan O'Reilly, Cody Glass in front of Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell. And for the love of all that's holy, shoot the puck on the power play. So let's see if the Predators can get that going offensively when they've got some goaltenders who have not started out strong. Also, the Oilers penalty kill is four for nine in two games. There's some margin margin there for the Nashville Predators to take advantage of that. Finally, tomorrow or tonight, the Nashville Predators need to be uncomfortable. And that may sound like an odd key to the game, but Andrew Burnett talked yesterday after practice about what he needs from the Nashville Predators to push them over the edge. This is a team that is showing growth. What do they need to do? Andrew Burnett said, we just have got to get comfortable being a little bit uncomfortable when asked to do things a little different. 
So tonight, when the Nashville Predators are facing the Edmonton Oilers, when they're facing Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, don't fall into old habits. Stick to doing new things. Be uncomfortable. The Predators are a team that have really played on their toes uh, in a physical sense, but also in a mental sense in these first couple of games. So stay in that place. Stay a little uncomfortable. Lean into the new things and see how that's going to pay off. So if the Predators can do those things, let's see how this game pans out. The Preds were able to hang in there with Tampa Bay and Boston. Can they do that tonight? against the Edmonton Oilers. Predators are going to welcome back again Matthias Ekholm and the Oilers at Bridgestone Arena tonight. Puck drop is scheduled for 7 p.m. Of course, after the game, I am going to be online. I'm going to be asking for your one word to describe the game for tomorrow's recap. So be sure to check out the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators after the game and let me know what you think. Follow along as we watch the Oilers-Predators game tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap and a breakdown of whatever we see. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.